0: Hello and welcome to Mashley at the Movies. I'm Matt. I'm Ashley. And we're back. It's a new month. The craziness of 31 Days of Halloween is over and we're just back to talking about new movies. And to that end, today we're going to talk about a movie that came out on Netflix actually a few weeks ago. It's a new version of Daphne du Maurier's novel Rebecca.
1: Right, so um, Rebecca begins with... Um, Our young heroine, played by Lily James. Um, She is employed as a a lady's companion, and she and her lady are in Monte Carlo. And there they meet um, a handsome widower, Maxim de Winter. Um, He's just recently lost his wife, named Rebecca. And uh, Lily James and Max de Winter, played by Armie Hammer, they form a relationship. And he ends up asking her to marry her, him, and they go back to live in his um, country estate called Manderley. And she soon finds that everyone who works there and all, everyone who's part of the family loved the first Mrs. De, Mrs. De Winter, Rebecca. And so she feels very much in the shadow always, of Rebecca. And So that's sort of how the the story kicks off. What did you think of it?
0: So, I like this movie. I'm going to get that out of the way. I liked (laughs) it a lot, actually. Um, But there's some things about it that kind of went a little off uh, at one point. So, it's directed by Ben Wheatley. And it has uh, cinematography... Uh, by Laurie Rose, and I want to point that out, because there's just, I love the way some of the shots are framed, um, I love some of the, the uh, shots of, uh, of and around Monte Carlo, uh, and, it, and the lighting in this is really good, particularly when we get to Manderley. It's weird, like, I've, I've heard several people refer to this movie as colorful, and I'm like, well, I mean, it's colorful in the earlier scenes, and I think it's an interesting contrast that they do here with, with the mm-hmm. costume design and the cinematography, like, the when it's you know earlier on and and the unnamed lady played by lily james <laughs> uh, the, and then uh max de winter when they're courting and and, 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 and forming their their love um, everything is bright and sunny and optimistic looking mm-hmm. um, and 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 therefore I think the color palette of the film looks looks very bright um and then as as the film progresses, particularly like I said, as they get to Manderley. Things become a little darker, a little more somber, a little more kind of brown and gray. And um, even this, there's a particular a red dress that's important in a particular scene. Um, that's not a bright, popping red, it's a, it's a, it's a somber, uh, toned down red. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I like that, that change uh, in, in, in tone, not only you know, in atmosphere, but in the, this actual look of the film. Um, and there's things about this movie that I like like the first at least the first half if not a little bit more of it um, I will will say this after it gets to Manderley I love the almost dreamlike sense of sort of the ghost of Rebecca not maybe a literal ghost but you know her presence there kind of like you talked about earlier with, with being at the house and having had such apparent influence over the staff um which I don't know. If, I would, I would, I would disagree that all the staff loved Rebecca. Some of the, some of the people we heard from seemed to like her a lot, mm-hmm. and some of them seemed fairly indifferent. She was the lady of the house, and there you go. Um, but you know, her her presence definitely looms large um, at the manor house, and there are certain scenes, especially at night, and I and I don't want really to give a lot of away about this. This is hard to talk about because you know um, the book is. Um, 82 years old. The famous Alfred Hitchcock version of it is 80 years old. I was not. I had not read the book, and I actually had not watched the Hitchcock version. So watching this was everything was unfolding for me for the first time, and I really enjoyed that. So I'm not going to try and spoil things, but I will say, you know, particularly like nighttime scenes where you know, there's almost some surreal. Th- there's surreal things happening, and it's just got this kind of drifty. Like I said, almost dreamlike tone to it, and unsettling, and I really was kind of digging that. And then <laughs> something happens, and again, we won't, you know, spoil what happens, but something happens, and then this becomes a very realistic tone. It's like a and and and, and um, very very procedural and very you know boom boom boom, and it's like oh. Okay, and it felt like I mean not not just I'm not just saying that I'm saying literally it felt like it became a different movie. Mm-hmm. Now I don't know whether that is this disp- I mean that they could just disp- been following the book and that's just how the book was and stuff. But I also do think that some of the choices earlier on for the look and feel of the film contrasted with I guess maybe what was to come later with the plot. Um, so. That's my one criticism of it.
1: Um, I think that's a good point. So I have seen the Hitchcock version. It's been at least a couple of decades. So I didn't remember a lot about it. But as we were watching this, I kept being reminded of things. Oh, yes, I remember this. Oh, yes, I remember that. It seemed to be very... I'm assuming both are um, either, you know... I think they're holding true to the novel for the most part. Um, So if you've seen the the Hitchcock version and then you watch this one, you may be wondering why this one exists, if they are so similar. I think they do kind of change a little bit, pretty much at the point you're talking about, where it felt like it became a different movie. Mm. I don't think the Hitchcock movie ever quite feels like that. Um, The other big difference, of course, is that the Hitchcock film... Is in black and white, and as this is like a Gothic romance, kind of a quintessential gothic romance, I almost feel like the look and feel of black and white is more appropriate in some way, like you know the dark shadows and you know it, it just gives it this haunting feel Now, I agree they they managed to do that. they still managed to provide this haunting atmosphere with this movie. Mm-hmm. And they managed to... I like what they did with color. Like you said, it starts out bright and then gets dark. Um, but again, I mean, aside from that, you're left wondering why, why make this movie. Um, and that's not to say I didn't, I didn't like it. I did. I thoroughly enjoyed it. And I always like Lily James. And I always like Army Hammer. And it was good to see them together. I thought they did a good job. Um... We haven't even mentioned Kristen Scott Thomas, (laughs) who plays Mrs. Danvers, who's the um, head housekeeper, and she's like um, kind of obsessed with the memory of Rebecca. And she's, you know, icy and kind of evil, but there's also this level of sadness to her. And I thought Kristen Scott Thomas did a really good job with that. Um, and there's madness to her. It's a complicated character, yeah. and I think she did a really good job. So, You know, I enjoyed it. I'm not sure why it exists, but it's, it was a good movie.
0: Why does any remake exist? Well, you know?
1: true. And well, that, we always ask that question, why remake an Oscar-winning you know, best picture? Why not remake something that didn't quite get it right the first time and make it better?
0: Yeah.
1: So, yeah, I don't know, you, you have to ask these questions.
0: Yeah, it's interesting, and I, and I know you, you, you can certainly ask that um, legitimately in an age that we're in where, you know, for better or worse, uh, so much content is uh, so readily accessible to mm-hmm. us. I, mean, I haven't checked, but I'm sure I could probably look on some streaming platform somewhere and, and watch Hitchcock's Rebecca.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, not that that's been, I think, the only version of the story, but uh, certainly I think probably maybe what's considered to be the best, but... Um, And I know it's on Criterion, so I could certainly get it in physical media. That being said, you know, film and movies weren't really around, let's say, you know, in the 1860s. But Mm -hmm. we are as far away now from 1940 as it was from 1860. So imagine you're in 1940 and you're like, okay, we're going to remake this movie that came out 80 years ago in 1860. (laughs) People will probably be like, you know what? A lot of things have changed. This is probably be, it's due. <laughs> it's do get a new interpretation of it. Um, and again, I can't. I haven't seen the, the Hitchcock film, so I can't say like whether or not this is truly a a new interpretation. I'll, I kind of go by what you say.
1: Well, and I'm sure it's introducing a whole new generation of people to Daphne du Maurier, who wrote the original novel. Mm-hmm. And you know, a lot of people. If you really liked this one, you might be. Um, you might be spurred on to to watch the the Hitchcock version, so you know there, there's there's worse things than making this movie. You you, you just might be left wondering, you know, it, maybe maybe they could have done something a little more with it. It 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 really does feel beat for beat, kind of the same movie. Um, I will say. <laughs> I think Hitchcock may have may have had to deal with the censorship of the time because there's some revelations in this movie that I think are not in the Hitch book, Hitchcock yeah, Hitchcock film.
0: I agree about that, yeah. yeah, what about yeah. maybe setting it in modern times? Do you think it would work in more modern times?
1: It could. I don't know. It could. Um, I don't know. I like you know with my with personally with my gothic romances. I like kind of the a vintage feel. You know no cell phones and stuff like that. Yeah.
0: I'm just thinking, you know, if you're trying to come up with a different, you know, a new spin... Yeah. Yeah.
1: You can make everything work. I mean, you can, you can do it. Um, I just... That would be a challenge, and that would be something interesting to see.
0: Well, it's interesting, too, because I, I thought about that briefly toward the very beginning of the movie. Um, it's like one of the first scenes, I think, where um, Lily James's character, she's not met Mr. DeWinter yet, right? Mm-hmm. And she... He's standing right by her, and she's talking to the concierge and talking about you know, Mm -hmm. I think I I, I, she's trying to get a table with him or or something of that Mm -hmm. nature. And he even she drops something and he picks it up and he doesn't introduce himself immediately and she doesn't know who he is. Mm -hmm. I thought to myself, if this is somebody who is trying to find another particular somebody, (laughs) like nowadays you would look them up online and know what they look like, and that scene couldn't happen. Right. Right. Um, I also before we close out, I want to. Mention, uh, too, another performance, a uh, terrible character, but a good performance by Ann Dowd, who played Lily James's character's sort of um, um, mistress,
1: mm-hmm. her, the, her employer. Her employer. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And I thought to myself, like, you know, she looks familiar. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and I looked her up after her. She was in Hereditary. Yes. Uh, <laughs> also, not a good character. That. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that is Rebecca. Um, now, despite what I said earlier about kind of the, the different feel and tone that I feel like it takes, even though that was jarring for me, I actually did enjoy, I mean, I was still captivated by what was happening.
1: Um, uh, I think, you know, plot-wise, I think this is a really great story. Yeah. Really interesting story and a clever plot. And
0: Yeah. So I'm giving it an eight. What do you give it?
1: I'm going to give it a seven.
0: All right. So our score is a seven and a half. We are coming in rather high. Uh, On the tomato meter, the critics' score is a rotten 41%. And actually, the audience score is at a 41% as well.
1: That's really interesting. Yeah? I mean, I I would assume the critics are comparing it against the Hitchcock film. I I don't know.
0: I don't know what's up with the audience. I
1: really don't think that's fair, though.
0: Yeah, I don't think... I mean, I I, I know I did.
1: I know I did, but...
0: (laughs) Um, the audience, I, I don't know what's going on with that. Now this is a, a, a Netflix movie, so if you're bopping around some numb night and you're in your pajamas and you're you and you you're either by yourself or with your you know significant other, you're trying to find something to watch. Um, I could see maybe landing on this. I mean, it's got like you know Army Hammer um, in it, which I know a lot of the ladies like and, and some of the guys too. <laughs> uh, and, and Lily James was she in um, Downton Abbey?
1: Yeah. So mm-hmm. here's the thing.
0: I mean, if you're if you're going to be pulled in by Lily James because you know her from *Downton Abbey*, this should be right up your street. Yeah. I mean, there's se- several, especially when they get to Manderley. Mm-hmm. There's a little, several scenes that remind me of *Downton Abbey*. Yeah. Um, so, uh, but I, I say that all because I can also see your casual Netflix viewer landing on this and maybe being bored, mm-hmm. even though I think it's it kept it kept my interest.
1: It does kind of have that old school Hollywood pacing. Yes.
0: (laughs) All right. Uh, Thank you for listening.
1: Thank you.